0: Welcome to the Jewish Diaspora Report. On this episode, we're going to look at Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's recent comments in Parliament, the lack of an apology to the opposition, and how Jewish politicians are caught between their identity as Jewish people and their politics. Let's get started. Today, we have a special guest with us, my wife, Emily, and she and I are going to discuss this recent issue that happened this past week in Canadian Parliament. Emily has a background in political science and is very familiar with much of the politics in Canada. For those of you who may be unfamiliar with the system that we use in Canada, it is a little bit different than some places around the world, very similar to the U.K., You will hear in some of the clips that we play a very unusual sounding parliament where people are yelling and banging and uh, calling out and not waiting their turn. This is kind of typical and expected. Welcome, Emily, to the podcast. Why, thank you. For some of you that may be unaware with Canadian politics, although it's been sort of all over the news, is there's been for some weeks now this convoy for freedom. And it is a trucker convoy, among other people who have joined it, to try and protest the vaccination requirements for crossing the border to the United States. Recently, these truckers have blockaded many places, either the border or near parliament, in order to protest There has been some controversy between the different parties as to how to best deal with this. The Prime Minister has just implemented emergency measures that have likely never been used before in order to try and put a stop to these blockades. And in the House of Commons, the Parliament for Canada, he was questioned on this maneuver and we'll hear the clip right now.
1: Optimistic, hopeful vision for public life isn't a naive dream. It could be a powerful force for change. If Canadians are to trust their government, their government needs to trust Canadians. Those are the words of the Prime Minister in 2015. These people, very often misogynistic, racist, women haters, science deniers, the fringe. Same Prime Minister six years later as he fans the flames of an unjustified national emergency. So, Mr. Speaker, when did the Prime Minister lose his way? When did it happen? Right Honourable
0: Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker. Conservative party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. We will choose to stand with Canadians who deserve to be able to get to their jobs, who be able to get their lives back. These illegal protests need to stop and they will, Mr. Speaker. So here we have the conservative member of parliament asking Justin Trudeau why he decided to enact an emergency in this case and uh, sort of speaking ill about the protesters rather than answering her question. He decided for whatever reason to deflect and suggest that the entire opposition is uh, standing with swastikas and Nazis. And so I'm just curious what your thought is on, on was that response justified or, or why do you think he did that?
2: I think the prime minister, like most politicians is a professional deflector. And I think in this case, he misspoke and he said something that was extremely offensive and offside. And I think he did that to deflect from the question that Ms. Lansman was asking him.
0: That is a good point, actually, if you think about it. In reality, we are now talking about his lack of an apology and his comments rather than the actual issue at hand, which is the emergency order that uh, sets aside a lot of Charter of Rights and Freedoms issues. So maybe you're right in that it did actually work for uh, changing the topic pretty well. You did mention that it was uh, extremely offensive. Obviously, uh, you yourself are a Jewish person, a Jewish Canadian. Uh, why do you think that it is so offensive for what he said to uh, Melissa Lanceman?
2: From the looks of it, Miss Lanceman wasn't the only person offended by these comments, nor was she the first to speak out. Politicians often take digs at their opponents in order to make them appear weaker, incapable, or even evil. This is nothing new. However, while watching our Prime Minister utter those... That comment and then refuse to apologize for it, it shows a lack of decency that is generally expected from the leader of a democratic nation. If you ever watch the House of Commons and what goes on in the chambers, you would see there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of pettiness, a lot of um, yelling, arguing. And yes, sometimes even offside comments. However, I do think that he crossed the line and once called out, he should have apologized for it.
0: And it was brought up by another member of the Conservative Party from Alberta, and he actually brought up demanding the apology in in response to what the prime minister had said. So let's listen to that.
1: I've never seen such shameful and dishonorable remarks coming from this Prime Minister. My great-grandfather flew over 30 missions over Nazi Germany. My great-great-uncle's body lies at the bottom of the English Channel. There are members of this Conservative caucus who are the descendants of victims of the Holocaust. For the Prime Minister to accuse any colleague in this House of standing with the swastika is shameful. I'm giving the Prime Minister an opportunity. I'm calling on him to unreservedly apologize for this shameful remark.
0: Member of Parliament, Melissa Lantzman, is the grandchild, I believe, of Holocaust survivors. So not only was it offensive in the sense to suggest that she personally or even her people in her party stand with Nazis, it's even worse, obviously, to say that to a young Jewish lady who has grandparents who made it through the Holocaust.
2: Yeah, you know, you can really tell that these comments really made other members of Parliament very upset, not just the Jewish MPs. But this gentleman as well, who was talking about his grandparents and their contribution to fighting the Nazis. And I can tell and you can you can hear it in his voice how offended, personally offended he was that the prime minister of um, the the country of Canada would make such a comparison.
0: This definitely is more than just a Jewish issue. This is uh, really a lot of people have stood up on all sides of the aisle and tried to speak up against uh, Nazism, fascism and the history of anti-Semitism. And yet, for some reason, the prime minister felt it was okay to suggest that anybody who disagrees with him is somehow pro-swastika and pro-Nazi.
2: I don't think that Prime Minister Trudeau necessarily attacked Ms. Lansman personally because she's Jewish. However, once the comment was made and then called out for being inappropriate, Prime Minister Trudeau chose to sideline his comment to move on without addressing it. And then later, um, he left the House of Commons without issuing an apology.
0: Yeah, I really think that he dropped the ball when it came to the apology. He flat out avoided it multiple times. The last gentleman we heard speaking asked again for an apology. And here we're going to hear Ms. Lansman herself at the end of Parliament demand formally an apology right before the prime minister walked out.
1: I am a strong Jewish woman and a member of this house and a descendant of holocaust survivors and it 's never been singled out, and I have never been made to feel less except for today when the Prime Minister accused me of standing with swastikas. I think he owes me an apology i 'd like an apology, and I think he owes an apology to all members of this house
3: i can 't imagine the strength and courage it would take to stand up as a Jewish person. And call out the Prime Minister for his insensitive comments and defend yourself, especially on national TV.
0: Honestly, this comment that the Prime Minister made really isn't a political one. It seems to be a very personal and hurtful attack against anyone, who, especially Jews or who's had family who's fought and died in wars against Nazis, just really seems insensitive. We do forget sometimes that there is the trauma that goes through generations, especially for Jewish people, to worry about hiding their Judaism or not speaking up, not rocking the boat. And for Ms. Landsman, of course, to speak up against the prime minister might have been very, very scary in a way.
3: So what's your take on the prime minister walking out?
0: Honestly, I don't know if there is some sort of legitimate reason. I don't think I've heard why he left. I mean, he is the prime minister. He's probably a very busy man with all the things that he's doing. If it was for a legitimate reason, it definitely didn't look great on him. It was a very bad PR move to walk out while being asked to apologize for your comment. Definitely doesn't look great. Personally, I think in the end, he really just should have apologized I don't think there's any question as to whether or not this comment was a little bit over the line and a little bit rude towards the opposition. But I I think he definitely should have apologized long before he left.
3: I can't help but feel that a normal recourse for this would be if you were in the room with somebody and they made an offside comment that immediately there would be an exchange of, hey, that's not okay," And on the other end, hopefully would be, you're right. I'm sorry. And we didn't get that here. And I'm wondering why it's different in parliament.
0: There is definitely something to be said about government these days where people are not willing to kind of act like normal human beings and that they like refuse to apologize because somehow that shows weakness or that you're getting owned by the other side. And you're right. I think people do avoid apologizing, even if maybe deep down he knows he's wrong. I don't understand why it's so hard to apologize. Uh, I think the comment, like you said, was definitely over the line. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how Jewish people within politics are sort of put on the pedestal and trying to figure out their identity based on their Judaism, their culture, their history, or their politics. We'll be right back with the Jewish Diaspora Report. In the last segment, we discussed Prime Minister Trudeau's comments and his lack of apology we will continue talking a little bit about how the Jewish members of parliament dealt with this issue. We saw member of parliament Lanceman talking in regards to how she was feeling about the prime minister's comment. We had a number of non-Jewish members of parliament standing up for her and speaking out for their own reasons. But then we also had a liberal member of parliament who stood up and tried to almost defend or at least Set aside what Prime Minister Trudeau said, this is member of Parliament Karina Gould. She is a liberal and obviously on the same side as the prime minister. And this is after the prime minister had left. She decided to speak up and say this.
2: Speaker, emotions are obviously running very high right now, and I think it's incumbent on all of us to take a step back and reflect on what the values of this house are. I am also a proud Jewish woman who is the descendant of Holocaust survivors, and my family found refuge and support and a life in this country. And, Mr. Speaker, we must listen to each other, and we must assure that no one in this House is standing with those who support white supremacy, who support Nazi views, who look to contribute and enable uh, racist views. And Mr. Speaker, I would ask that all of us in this House use our words judiciously.
0: What is obviously happening here is this member of parliament is trying to avoid the issue of the prime minister not apologizing. She, of course, is not standing up for him necessarily either. But what interests me most is the fact that it seems like she started her speech by identifying herself, obviously, as a Jewish person, but also as the descendant of Holocaust survivors. And I wonder if this was meant to be some sort of credibility. So she can speak, obviously, as someone who understands this situation by identifying herself as Jewish. There were another bunch of conservative members of parliament who also spoke up and identified themselves either as descendants of Holocaust survivors or Jews or uh, having some distant relatives that were Jewish. And I just found it a little bit awkward to watch a parliamentary back and forth where sort of people were comparing their their connection to Judaism to speak on this issue, I guess what makes it so uncomfortable is knowing, as Emily had said in the first segment, that it is very difficult to come out and use your Judaism as some sort of credibility, because, of course, that comes along with whatever stigmas that people have against Jews. So all of these people standing up really does kind of make you cringe a little bit. Like, why does Judaism have to do with any of this stuff? The fact of the matter is, and one reason why I think that the member of parliament didn't stand up and officially condone the message given by the prime minister, is that this issue really doesn't have much to do with Jews and more of an unparliamentary situation. Jewish people who are in government should be treated the same way as everybody in government. Everyone should be free of feeling discriminated against or belittled or mocked or discriminated against or singled out. And as we heard in the first segment, there was a gentleman from Alberta whose connection to World War II and the Nazis was very different than the Jewish experience, but still, too, felt very emotional about the issue. So I understand why Miss Lansman had asked for the apology. Of course, her being the one who was initially sort of targeted with the statement, but the follow up with other members of the parliament talking about their Jewish connections in various ways just, I think, was sort of unnecessary and I think felt a little bit uneasy. All of Miss Lansman's colleagues that stood up to try and support her and show their, their support for her, her wanting an apology definitely was necessary and very much uh, expected from our leaders in Canada. But one thing I would say is that maybe they didn't need to add the I'm Jewish, so I have something to say about this line. I think that just being people who are in Parliament, th- everybody should have expected better from the Prime Minister and not only the ones who are Jewish and had to identify themselves as being Jewish in order to get credibility to speak out against the Prime Minister. I guess that kind of leaves us with the question, can anyone speak out in favour of Miss Lansman and her request for an apology, or does this person have to be Jewish or have some sort of skin in the game, for lack of a better word? And on the other side of that coin... If a person on the liberal side identifies themselves as Jewish and seems to have no issue with the things that were said by the prime minister, does that somehow go against what the other side is feeling? Do we as Jews set the policy for what counts as inappropriate or appropriate? And if so, what happens when there are differing opinions? In the end, I think all politicians should be held up to the same standard no matter what their background is, and I think that... This situation was definitely blown very far out of proportion once the prime minister refused to apologize. I am always left with the question that Jewish people, for some reason, have to watch out and balance their background along with their politics, because everything is seen through this lens of Jewish people being only conservative or only liberal or Jewish people only concerning themselves with other states or people like like themselves. And it's just really unfortunate to see that sometimes our identity can kind of be weighed up against our politics. I'm really not sure if we see this in any other culture, background, or nationality. In future episodes, hopefully we'll get a chance to look a little bit more into Jews in politics and running for politics. But that's the end of this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Don't forget to check us out on social media at jdr.podcast. Thank you for all of you who've already started following. You can find some cool content down there, new and upcoming stories. This has been another episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. We'll see you next time.